0: Hey, security peeps. It is Renee Small here with another edition of Breaking into Cybersecurity, and we are back again with our favorite person, Dan Schaefer. Dr. Dan, say hi to everyone.
1: Hi, everybody.
0: So Dan, as you all know, is back. He's coming on once a week to help us out with the current situation with COVID-19. If you all have not seen Dan before, um, over the past three or four weeks, Dan has come on and kind of share with us what his clients, what he's seeing in his clients, or with his clients while working with his clients. As you all may know, Dan has worked with a number of um, executives, executives in the cybersecurity space, executives across the board, um, CEOs of organizations, large uh, multinational Fortune 500 organizations, as well as professional athletes and um, student athletes. So he has an array of clientele that he's helping, uh, right now and in the, in the past for years, decades, um, has helped in times of crisis. Um, uh, so we are here again, happy to have you back then. So you can share what, um, has been going on in your world this week.
1: Good morning. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's morning here. It's still morning here in New York. So, uh, What we've been looking at is what are the major concerns that people are dealing with, both individuals that I work with privately, people who are managing teams of people, and uh, people who have to report to people who are running larger companies. And so one of the things that I look at is fundamentally, and we'd be really interested in any questions you have that might come in at your observations, But my fundamental question to somebody is, what do you need to have happen right now that's not happening? I'm not talking about six weeks from now, two months from now. I'm talking about right now. And uh, it brings it right down to uh, an individual's, uh, and I'll use sports analogies because I work with professional athletes, and to me the only difference between business and sports is that sports seems to happen faster. So it's what what the – What do they need to have happen? Everybody has to bring their A game to the field. What is their A game? And I noticed that, and we've talked about this before on previous recordings, and I would encourage you to go back and take a look at them. Uh, It's what, what does somebody need to do to be performing at their best? And how do they know when they are? And how do they know when they're not? And a lot of it that I work with is the mental part of this whole performance issue. What, do, uh, what happens with the person's mind game? What do they need to do to control their mind game uh, to, uh, to perform at their best and to help the people who they are responsible to develop to perform at their best? And again, we come into a situation now where there's a tremendous amount of remote uh, operations. So people are trying to... Uh, they're trying to uh, manage people remotely. Now, that's new to us here for the most part, but uh, when I was doing programs around the world with Hewlett Packard, and somebody would be in the Czech Republic and they would have um, people spread all over the world, how do you manage? You, you cannot, it, they found it extraordinarily difficult to manage people in a traditional management strategy. So we put together, Uh, coaching culture. And what the coaching culture required, uh, and it really picks up mistakes long, long, long before they ever happen. So how do we do that? We've come back to find out what a person does well. And that comes back to looking at the fact that each individual, whether they have a job with a company or whether they're independent contractors or whether they're somewhere feeling that they may be in a uh, situation where they need to make a move from where they are, which I help people do all the time. Uh, It's to see themselves as a CEO of their own company. If everybody sees themselves as a CEO of their own company, and this transitions right down to student athletes and kids, everybody, then what happens is once you accept that you are, already in business for yourself. uh, You realize that um, every decision you make is a business decision. And, you know, particularly when it comes back to the kids, it's on-field performance, academic excellence, and off-field behavior. And these things can also impact everybody in business. So what's the system? The system is pretty much looking at doing a SWOT analysis on yourself and finding out what you do well. Now, I have dealt with senior executives, uh, founders of companies all over the world. And when I said, and what do you do well? I go, oh, I'm just being myself. Well, that, that doesn't work because, you know, if I come to work for you and what you want to do is you want me to be able to help you, you need to teach me what you do well if you want me to replace you. As a succession plan, you have to teach me what you do well. And it's impossible for you to teach me something that you don't know that you know. So a lot of the focus here is finding out what somebody really does well. And that's what we did with HP executives. These guys were brilliant technicians. Uh, You know, they invented uh, technology and they dealt with it. But when I put in management roles, it was a whole different challenge. Now I had to deal with people. And that's where the psychology of business comes in and plays with this.
0: Thanks, Dan. We have a couple of people already on um, chiming in, just saying hi, listening to what you're saying. Um, so, Dan, I know last week we did, I want to just let everyone know to please ask questions. Dan is here to answer your questions. We want it to be as interactive as possible. I'll ask the questions that I have gotten over the couple past couple of weeks um, and my own personal questions, <laughs> but we want yeah. questions from you all. Uh, so please continue to ask questions while we are chatting. So Dan, I know last week we never got a chance to there's a couple of different things that you had um, had done a couple of weeks in the past and we didn't get to do last week because of time. Um, and one of those was the um, which one?
1: The stress management
0: strategy. Yeah, stress management strategy, which is a huge one right now. That people are people are dealing with stress management. Um, you know, grief management, or okay. just dealing with grief as a whole. Every every week, I know I'm getting a new hearing about a new person who's passed away due to COVID nineteen, um, or people who are really really um, stressed out because they they actually are getting sick. They have to go to the hospital. They have to do these things, um, and then. Like you just talked about, working from home, which is new, somewhat new to some of us—not new to me, but a lot new to a lot of people out here um, who are have to a be an employee or the person that is um, doing the work and then managing. So when you have the executives and managing people, um, especially in our cybersecurity space, where it's already stressful, <laughs> and then you throw on top all of these various things that are going on. So Dan, walk us through some of the techniques that you've had um, in regards to stress management.
1: Okay. Uh, Let's start out with the first one that you brought up. Uh, if If everybody wants to write down a book called How Do We Tell the Children? It's a book I wrote back in 1986 to help parents explain death to kids when it happened. The process that happened after that is almost immediately after that book came out. People came back and said, great techniques, we love it, but we need to know how to help a child when somebody in the family is dying. Uh, because, you know, there's such pressure on parents and then when they have to also try to answer the questions of their children, uh, it becomes difficult. So the focus of this book was, I'll tell you how your kids are thinking based on their age. You take the situation that you're dealing with and you blend it together and you come up with an answer. Now. The big issue about this book was that I put a crisis section in it. You don't have to read the whole book. You can go right to the crisis section and select the situation you're dealing with, and there's language there scripted for you to use. Uh, the third edition of the book came out when I was doing some work for the Pentagon on military loss, looking at the impact that loss has on errors, omissions, accidents, and safety. This is key to somebody who's managing people, running a company, because if you, uh, if you think that somebody who's had a loss, then you can send them out to a psychologist or to a brief counselor, and they're going to come back fixed. That's not going to happen. People when in a loss experience are just not working at 100%. And the key is you have to start out saying, I'm not working at 100%, so I need to be very careful, particularly if you're driving a car. Uh, and so it's, it's people have to be ultra-cautious when they're in a loss situation. Uh, and then this book, where we held we held it up right after September 11th because we started to look at the impact that September 11th had on Now, if anybody at all is interested in any of this information, they can either go to my website, which is danschaferphd.com, or you can text me or email me. And in the subject bar, just put what you're looking for, and I will email you back whatever information you're asking for. Uh, No cost for that. Just send it out. Make the connection. Uh, Because, to me, everybody slow is not working for anybody anymore, Renee. You know, they want stuff to happen quickly, uh, and we're going to work with some quick stress reduction strategies that I'll talk about in just a minute. Uh, we, we kind of wait until we get into the middle of the program because we have people from different right. parts of the country clicking in. Right. But we can go back to the old the ones we did in there, but we can do it now. So people well, want to. But
0: um there's a question from Terrence. He says, Um, if you feel bored and unfulfilled at your job, but the team and leadership is great, should I consider moving to another employer where they may get that fulfillment?
1: Uh, that that there's no cookie-cutter answer to that. I would say to Terrence, you have my number. Give me a call. I'll talk to you about it on the phone. If there's some way I can help you with it, I will. But the fact is, is that if you're bored in your job, one of the things I tell people to do is start find something that you love to do, and start a consulting company. Stay where you are. Don't don't miss what don't disrupt what you're doing now. But finding themselves in a situation where they're developing a company based on what they're doing it's so, it's, it's hard to give a general answer to so many people because right. each situation is different. you know I'll give you an example I have a I have a client who uh, runs a bank and he's a uh, um, he's a financial advisor, a very bright CPA guy uh, and he uh, but he also held a springboard diving championships in New York City for four years. And I said to him, what's the difference between springboard diving and business? He said, it's exactly the same. I said, how do you say it? He said, my dives are always the same. He said, but the water is always different. He said, the water is never the same. And so it's having people understand that, you know, you're going into a situation where even though you have a tremendous understanding in your product, what really makes a deal work and and uh, come together is you identifying what the emotional concerns are of the person you're dealing with and how to help them to deal with
0: it. Yeah. So Tandy wants to know. Hey Tandy, this is my friend. In the emergence of the virtual landscape as a main platform for working, what actions would you recommend for someone to take whose skill sets are designed for in-person work? To get up to speed.
1: Well, I'd have to know what the in-person work means, but if it's face-to-face, everybody, whether they like it or not, is being dragged rapidly into the 21st century by what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, That's right. and people say, "Well, I don't like this," but but it's, if, you know, I've had people say, "What I really appreciate is not having to drive two hours to a meeting, park my car, and come back." So. But again, it's but it's an individual situation. She'd have to tell me who her clients were, what she needs to have happen. Uh there's a whole lot of communication strategies that I use uh and that's in my second book, which is Click the Competitive Edge, but again it's it's uh getting the right language to use with people to get them to accomplish what you want them to accomplish. Yeah. I said, Renee, too many people are winging it today. Too many people are going on unconscious competence. I'm really good at what I do. I get great results. Okay, so now the bar is raised. When a bar gets raised, which it has been now, how do do you operate?
0: What do you do? So Tandi's base is training and facilitation. That's what she does.
1: Well, if she can put together Zoom Zoom trainings, uh, the company doesn't have to set up rooms and that, well, whatever it is, but facilitation and training is really, uh, to find a way to use the Zoom concept, concept, uh, or some other type of face to face thing here to set up with people, uh, so that she can continue to do what she does.
0: Yeah. I, because I would-
1: whatever, she, whatever she's teaching and training, those people need it more now than they ever did before.
0: I was going to add in that the tra- training actually is the perfect <laughs> opportunity to get to provide online right now. Um, because training platforms, to your point, Dan, when you talked about um, people having to drive two hours, get there, you know, traffic, children, child care, all this different stuff. Now you're at home and, um, you know, you. you to your point, Zoom or whatever platform, go to webinar, whatever platform you're using, you just get online, and then folks are right there. So, um, and
1: the reach is amazing. I mean, the first time we did this program, we had 750 people. Mm-hmm. The second week, we had 1,200. Mm-hmm. How do I reach 1,200 people? How did right. you reach 1,200 people? Right, right. You know? And and providing a way. See, a lot of my work is one-to-one with people, but giving them tools to work with that they can use on a regular basis, which I want to make sure we save time for, uh, is, is something that helps them to, to give them some control over what's going on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Daryl Montgomery says, I just retired after 21 years in the Army and now work as a contractor doing cyber engineering. One of the things I found helpful was talking to people and learning their background assisted me more to ident- identify their strengths and weaknesses. Do you think that it is important in the business world to get more production out of your workforce? I know your answer to that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, I, 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 well, first of all, thank you for your service now. But I'll, I'll tell you that that uh, you know, one of the one of the concepts that I have is that everybody is a CEO of their own company. So I talk about you incorporated. And when somebody thinks about themselves as running their own company, whoever they are, they, they have a toolbox, and we've talked about this before. You know, people, everybody who comes to your DAO comes with a toolbox, uh, and it may be full of tools, but there are tools in that toolbox that they have, that they've used so often, they don't even remember that they're there. And so it's helping an, a person identify what tools they have in their toolbox, how and best when to use them, when to use them in a creative way in the situations going on, and also being open enough to allow you to take 20 years of experience in the military and throw your tools into their toolbox so that they're operating differently. And then it's how you sell yourself, uh, how you sell what you do to other people in a way that makes sense. I mean, I've, I've had people say, oh, I can't wait to retire. Well, people who retire go nuts. <laughs> a lot of people go, you know, what am I going to do now? And money isn't the issue. And mm-hmm. I know some people have a tremendous amount of money, and they say, I don't know what I'm going to do next. So, uh, but if Dow wants to give me a call, tell him pick the phone up, call me.
0: Yeah. Daryl, everyone, um, Dan's, I put Dan's website in the chat and or I'm texting or I'm I'm chatting with you as we're chatting as he and I are talking and he's answering your questions so feel free to go to his website his number is right there you can text him directly Dan will text you right back um Tandi says here she's responding back to Dan remember Tandy was talking about the training and she says um in person doesn't translate evenly online which is true
1: no it doesn't it doesn't but you know it's when it's all you have you know you, you're going down you, you know your boat is full of water and you it tips over and you have a log or you have a, a life preserver and you only have one you take the log you take people are going to deal with whatever they have but i think it's also uh creating different ways to uh, expand it so i had i had a client in germany who uh who said to me, we were doing a program in Geneva. And she said, you know, uh, she said, I'm, I'm pregnant. And she said, that's a problem because I have to take maternity leave. She said, I have to, uh, I have people who are snapping my heels to try to take my job. And so what we did is from the time she discovered she was pregnant, she started to have off-site meetings in her office. So the pe- people in her environment got used to her at certain scheduled times not being there. And she'd take a whole team with her to the places that she went. And uh, then she would expand it. She'd have the meeting twice a week. Then she would have a meeting at home. And all of those things so that she set up the environment. She started a, a, a subtle change in her environment over a regular basis up until a point in time when she was going to go and uh, when she was going to have the baby. And then after she had the baby, she was supposed to – take maternity leave for a length of time and she would have missed a major meeting in Europe and she said, What do you think I should do? I said, I think you should go to the meeting. She said, Well I'm on maternity leave. I said, Yeah, but you're not going to the maternity, you're not going to the meeting for the company. You're going to the meeting for your clients. What is it that you provide for your clients that's absolutely necessary? And so that's your pitch to them. And that's and that worked very well for her.
0: Yeah. I think that um, you know. I think what one of the, what what you said about this is all you have right now is so important. So everything is disrupted. So people who have done things a certain way have no choice but to move into the environment that we're in today, and we don't know how long it's going to be around. So. Um, you know, embracing this, there is no choice, which is quite frankly, what I'm seeing is this this disruption for security in particular is um, something that candidates have been asking for for years. So from, from my perspective, from the recruiting perspective, candidates are like, you know, is the role remote? Is there remote opportunities? Can a person, does a person have to get into a different, um, you know, go into the office specifically in the Washington D.C. metro area when the traffic is so horrific, and it takes two hours, You know, a, a twenty minute drive can easily take hours, um, and it's one of the things that comes up used to come up very, very often about opportunities. And um, it was if a if a client or if a if a, a a hiring manager or a leader wanted the person in the office, it kind of Um, it cut their applicant pool down because so many people were not willing to do that. They're not willing to drive, you know, from wherever in Northern Virginia to DC or from Baltimore or from, you know, other areas of Maryland into the DC area. And so with this, it kind of forced folks who would not normally say that they were open to remote now you have no choice. Everyone's pretty much open to remote, unless it's an essential situation. So it forces um, leaders and it forces people to get on the bandwagon, or else you have no you you have no 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 uh, no employees or less employees.
1: Well, we had a discussion so, with someone yesterday that works for a global company, and she was saying that the leadership in the company is not comfortable with this remote working, working by Zoom calls, uh, but it com- it's coming down to what what options do they have? Plus, it's not like they are separating themselves and doing something radically different. Everybody is doing this. I think the cyber people are, are in a lot better shape because you're used to using technology. Everybody isn't. I mean, you take a company where everybody is sent home to work at home with n- not the proper equipment, not the right laptops or motives and everything else is necessary uh, and, and not even a fraction of the knowledge that everybody on this phone call has. Uh, you guys are way 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 ahead of the game.
0: Yeah um, I, I jokingly said to my mom the other day she talked about about these experts that were on TV on she watches the news shows like yeah these experts said that working from home you have to do this and you have to do that I was like I'm the expert. <laughs> Working from home, (laughs) been doing this since 2011. (laughs) So so Ron asks. Ron says he makes a comment. um, Ron Robinson says stress management is necessary for strong relationships in the workplace, Um, and I think that's just continuously going to show up around people want to know how to be able to manage their stress and, and, and leaders realizing it to your point earlier, that people are not at hundred percent. You have, if you're taking care of family members, children, and what have you, um, that there's so much going on um, that you're, everyone's learning to, even though, even though I've been working from home for all of these years, typically my children are in school so now you're layering on okay now we have to manage putting them on their online classes and their schedules versus our schedules and just having that um time where we're dedicated that i can do things like this and half the time the reason why we don't start exactly at the time we're supposed to start is because i'm trying to usher some child to be quiet um in my house. And Dan, you've seen your adopted grandchildren uh, <laughs> numerous times, numerous times. Right. One of these days, somebody, which they have done before, will show up in one of these live streams. So everybody get ready. Um, so Ron says, again, the more this is talked about, the better the transition is to the new norm. So and why don't
1: we, why don't we just talk about the strategies that I'm using on this Zoom stress management program? Okay. so that people can see how it works. Got it. So to give you an example, imagine for just a moment that you could go into a highly stressed situation uh, and even before you got there, you found yourself getting more and more relaxed the closer you got to it. And that if, when you got there or something became stressful, all you had to do is put your thumb and index finger together and press them together and you find yourself relaxing. Now, who uses this? I have a professional ice skater that uses this before a performance. I have athletes that use this before they go onto a field. I have people be, who have to testify in court or an EBT use it before that. But I'll show you how you get there. Uh, because basically, what we're doing is, is, well, I'll show you how you do it. First thing is, is just sit up straight in your chair. And to give yourself an example of of, uh, how this works, just start to move your right foot clockwise, round and round, round and round, round round, and round. And while your right foot is going round and round, with your right hand, draw a big number six in the air. And you'll find your foot going backwards. So what what that tells you is, is that you can't afford one second of distraction. So not only you but the people you work with uh could you hold on just one minute please
0: sure while dan is um while dan is working on is taking some messages right now we are going to continue dan are you back i'm back okay
1: so what I'd like you to do is just think about, picture, or imagine a number five. Close your eyes and take a deep breath. Picture, imagine a number five. And as that five changes into a four, you're going to feel your body relaxing. Uh, maybe your relaxation will double. Maybe it'll triple. We don't know. But you'll find out, and you'll see how it works for it As the... Uh, As the four changes into a three, double or triple the relaxation. As a three goes to a two, double or triple it again. As a two goes to a one, double or triple it again. And now in any way that you want, just scan your body and find any place that's holding any stress or tension. And tie those little strings to a to the stress and tension, tie it to the one, and in a minute, the one will float away off open to the distance. Uh, so imagine now that you're standing in front of an elevator. Elevator door opens, and you step into the elevator, and it's uh, decorated exactly the way you want it to be. And when you push a button for number one, the door closes, and you see a number 10 on the door. And the 10 starts to change into a nine, and you feel a car moving down. And you're finding yourself more and more relaxed for whatever degree you want to be today. Down to a nine, to an eight, to a seven, six, five. Four, three, two, one. The door opens, and you're on a path toward a beach. Maybe it's a beach you've been to before. Maybe it's a beach you've never been to, but you'd like to go to. But as you look down the path, you notice that the path can be different lengths. And the length of the path to the beach, to where the water's coming up on the sand, is dependent on how much you have to do this. so it's gonna be a short path today but as you look down you see the ocean coming up onto the sand so you walk down the path you step off the path into the sand you can feel the sand on your feet and you start to walk down toward the ocean when you get down by the ocean you see the waves coming up on the sand The sand is wet and you look down in the wet sand and you see A number five scratched in the sand. And as you look up the beach, pretty close to each other today, you see a four or three or two or one. As you're looking at the number five, a wave comes up and crosses over the five. And when a wave is back out into the ocean, you find your relaxation doubling or tripling again. And at this point, you may be surprised to notice how much you know, you didn't know that you knew about your mind's ability to relax your body. You walk up to number four, you see a wave come up and cross the four, wipe the four away. Wave comes up and wipes the three away. Wave comes up and wipes the two away. And a wave comes up and wipes the one away. And you find yourself calm, relaxed, and comfortable. Now, there's a lot more you can do in this scenario There are people who take themselves from places they don't want to be to this beach. You've gotten there very quickly. So there are numerous situations that if you contact me, I can tell you how to make this work. But I have people who will go into surgery and use this. Uh, People who are in difficult situations that want to take themselves out of there to distort time. All types of things. But right now, just turn around and start to walk back up the beach. The way you can. When you get back to where the path began, step up on the path and start to walk back up to the elevator, and step into the elevator. Push number ten. The door closes, and you see a number one appear on the door. And now the numbers start to change. Nine, two, three, four. Five, you can feel the car going up and you start to feel energy coming back into your body. It may start at the soles of your feet. may start at the top of your head. I don't know, but you'll figure it out. And uh, finally, the car gets up to the eighth floor, ninth floor, tenth floor. The door opens and you step out to a wonderful, warm, comfortable, quiet, uh, relaxing environment. And you become aware of the sound of my voice. You start to come back a little bit. To focus and concentrate on things that are around you now. And then just relax and come back and realize that this happened very, very quickly. You did it. It's the way you put it together. And uh, that's how this works. So now what I'd like you to do, as long as everybody's back with me, take your thumb and index finger and put them together and press them. What you'll notice, most people report that what happens is they feel that relaxation in their shoulders and their neck start to increase just keep your thumb and index finger together uh, until you come back. And now we're back here. So here's how this works is that when you can have a tool that you know is a personal tool that you can use to help you work in situations you're in, to keep you in your A game, to keep you focused and concentrated, to help you with a whole wide variety of situations. I mean, it's almost limitless what people use this for. If anybody has any questions, you can just send me. An email and subject bar: Right hypnosis or relaxation. I will send you uh, some information on it. But it's it's a wonderful tool. That uh, I mean, I've used it before surgery. I've had people use it before surgery.
0: I've used it before surgery, a number of times. Dan has walked me through um, my difficult pregnancies and having to go into surgery, and being super stressed out. Um, and I think I gave birth to one of my children on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> but the,
1: the best part about this is it's because we do it over the phone. I work with professional athletes over the phone for no matter where they are in the world uh, to be able to help them to focus, concentrate, Uh, decontaminate the way they talk to themselves, which is critical today in business. Uh, You know, negative self-talk will sink you almost every single time. Uh, Trash talk works exceptionally well when you trash talk yourself, why? Because it's in your own voice, so you believe yourself. So, you know, people want to look at ways differently than they normally do, so this is untraditional. It's it's a competitive edge. It's one of the reasons that most of my clients never, ever talk about this because it gives them a competitive edge in what they're doing, particularly in business negotiations, uh, in negotiating with people. And then understanding the way people's minds work. You know, everybody today who's trying to market themselves is, is selling features and benefits. And people don't make a decision. That's not the way the brain works. The brain works on skepticism, reactance, and inertia. You know, you start to pitch whatever you're trying to sell to somebody, and and uh, they think about, uh, you know, uh, what could possibly get in their way, what could they be skeptical about. Reactance is they don't want to be sold, and inertia is all the things they need to do to change from what they're doing to what you're suggesting they do. And so what we do now is is that they discovered that if you can present where an individual might be skeptical about your proposal, uh, add to that the fact that you're not going to try to close them, and all the things they need to do to change, which are in astronomical to change. But if you present those three things up front, people discover that they get a very difficult 30% higher close rate on a deal. So the traditional sales, let me tell you how great we are, how many solutions we provide, all of that. Um, it doesn't play out. And I, you know, Renee Smiley, because we talk about when people ask me what I do frequently is I tell them that I sell mistakes. Um, I say to people, it's a lot less expensive to buy a mistake that somebody else made and not make it than it is to pay for the solution, the correct one that you didn't know you had. And I'm available to talk to anybody about that. What we're doing now is there are companies who are taking this this webinar, this, this Zoom call, stress management Zoom call, out to their clients, out to their teams first, out to their staff, out to their clients, uh, to give them some tools to deal with just about everything that's going on today. And this is not letting up.
0: Yeah.
1: It's not letting up.
0: So Dan, we are at the almost thirty-nine minute mark. So I want you to, um, I want to end by saying a couple things. Dan has a number of books that he has written over the years. Dan, you said the one that you wrote in the mid-eighties. There well, were.
1: You told me to have them right here. Here they are. <laughs> this is how do we, tell, how the we children? tell the children? This is this is the fourth edition. The fourth edition has all the stuff that was in there from uh, 9-11 and that and click is the new one that's a competitive edge mm-hmm. uh, The forward is written by chad Pennington and quarterback for the jets and the Dolphins. yeah i am in that book you're in that book yes yeah. you are
0: so um everyone knows the Dan's books you can get them they're on amazon right that's yep. how everything is and then if you want to reach out to Dan, reach out to Dan directly. You can, um, if you wanna connect with me and get his number, that's fine. If you want, cause I sent out his number a couple of times last week. If I already put his, his website in the, in the chat, if you want to connect with him via the website, you can go there. Um, Dan is gonna be back. So Dan, as I had, as we shared before, he has a number of books. He's worked with people at all different levels. Um, Uh, specifically, you know, uh, professional athletes and um, CEOs and executives and cybersecurity executives. I just want to, since this is our population, most of my peeps are security peeps. (laughs) So Dan understands what you're going through, what we're all going through during these times and can work with you potentially in your teams. Um, But, you know, first thing first is to give him a call or give him a text him. And he will happily uh, Well the you thing to do
1: is to text my number, uh, and uh, we set up a phone call. That's all. Yeah. So I me... think. Go ahead.
0: No, go ahead. Go ahead, Dan.
1: No, I just just thinking that you know we're in a, we're in a difficult time, uh, and so if you're a frequent visitor to this program, think of your questions. Send them to me or send them to Renee. If you send me the questions, I'll address them when when we when we're here next Monday and uh, away we go
0: away we go so dan thank you so much for joining us we'll be back again next monday we'll try we're trying to keep it at 11 a.m eastern um that seems to work last week we tried noon different times um linkedin live seems to get kind of i think bombarded with different live streams so we're trying to target around 11 a.m eastern eight pacific So uh, next Monday, Dan will be on. Please send your questions, and we look forward to seeing you next week.
1: Have a great weekend. stay, Stay safe.
0: Bye, everyone. Have a great week.